Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. glad you're here with me on windowsill chats this week i have a great interview for you this week or i don't really like to call them interviews i think it's more just a conversation with a friend and this one is my dear friend michael schultz before i tell you a little bit more about michael i want to read you another wonderful review um i just want to call these out um most weeks because they really mean so much and I really appreciate it. And this is the mysterious reviewer Jay via Apple podcasts who said, really enjoy and look forward to this podcast. The guests all have such unique and different career paths and perspectives, yet there's still so much that all creatives share that's really relatable across fields and industries, which is inspiring and reassuring. I don't generally revisit content more than once, but there's so much good information in these that some episodes I've already listened to two and three times and will probably revisit still. Thank you. Such a truly lovely show and such great company to listen to while I work. Thank you so much, reviewer Jay. That really makes my day. And I thought that that review would be particularly perfect for this one because Michael has had a varied career and he just has lots of gems for us today. Michael is the co-owner and creative eye of Cursive New York. It's a retail shop based in New York City. Cursive is a tightly focused concept with a simple mission to cultivate joy. How about that? Michael, along with his partner and husband, Douglas Duncan, have established Cursive as a strong and forward voice in the industry. Cursive offers gift and lifestyle products of all types and is known for its eclectic stationary section with former locations inside ABC Carpet and Home and Grand Central Terminal. Cursive has a large and diverse audience for their newest addition in Manhattan's West Village. The cool thing about Cursive the store is that it's just a gem, you guys. If and when I'll say when we can travel again get yourself to the West Village if you're in New York. Michael and Douglas just curate the most wonderful, artist-driven, meaningful product. And they take such good care of the artists they work with and great things for. In addition to Cursive, and this is how I originally met Michael and Douglas, they operated a wholesale company called Motel Deluxe for 16 years. Motel Deluxe was born as a maker of handmade goods and included lighting, pillows, and greeting cards. It evolved into a distributor of both European and domestic products. So with over 30 years of experience in the design and gift industry, working in wholesale production and sales, as well as retail, Michael has a vast knowledge of the industry as a whole. I just love this conversation with Michael. We've known each other because, well, I think in the very beginning we bought from him, which we'll get into, but then... As time went on and I had my own wholesale company, we'd set up near each other and just always make sure to, you know, support each other and see what each other was doing. And and he's just got a brain and a heart for this, for sure. So stay tuned and listen in for some great 
tips and stories and some really amazing thoughts on getting yourself out there, branding, business, all the things. I introduce to you, Michael Schultz. Thank you, Michael Schultz, for being with me on the Windowsill Chats. I'm honored. Oh, no, thank you. I'm uh, I'm honored to be on. Uh, well, you know, it's really fun to um, kind of dig into the to the Wayback Machine and and <laughs> uh, and talk to some of the people, my creative friends that have inspired me. And we've just kind of watched each other grow over the years. I kind of I kind of love those stories. The fact is that I've known Michael for a long time and he's highly creative. And we've always just you know how you have. I know I say this a lot, but we have those friends you never see. And then you see them every six months and you're just so thrilled to see them and see what hear what they've been up to and all that. But a little bit about, so you started with copper, but then you guys quickly got into cards and did you do it first or were you and Douglas always a team doing it? I can't remember that part. So when we started, Doug and I had been working for other people when we met and then he, his company um, dissolved and I got fired. (laughs) As we do. <laughs> and um, we were like, why are we doing that? We both work for very successful companies. And we were like, why are we doing this for other people? Let's do it for ourselves. And we were like, and it's so easy. We'll just, you know, put a collection together. We'll go to the trade show. We'll write, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of orders. Like, no problem. And um, so we created like a small collection of greeting cards uh, and lamps and pillows and I, I always wanted to be a jeweler. So I did a collection of jewelry also. <laughs> it was kind of a, I mean, it was a real, it was a real, it was all over the place. It was seamless and, uh, and had no problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing was, is we went to, um, so we shared a booth with, um, and I'm sure you remember Blake Sherlock who did the mosaics. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. So. Lake Attilon is where he is now. Yeah. So Blake's my best friend from high school. I forgot about that. Yeah. So did and, we, uh, we discovered you probably both at the same time then maybe. Yes. Cause he started, he started right around the same time. Yeah. As, as Doug and I With started those our- mosaic um, switch plate covers. Yes. Tons of switch plate covers and mirrors and yeah. boxes. And, uh, so you shared a booth, your first booth. Yes. At the New York, at the Coliseum. Oh that's my how, gosh. Yeah. Long ago that's was, where yeah. my first booth was called in like the handmade section. Mm-hmm. And, um, the then buyer, uh, Lisa, who was the buyer for Chelsea passage at Barney's came in and she was like, who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> and what are you selling? And, um, she really focused in on the cards. And so she wrote a huge order for the cards. Was that your first show? That was our first show. Yeah. Very first uh, order that we wrote. And that show was not very good. <laughs> so it was one of the only orders that we wrote. Um, but we went back and uh, so that was March or something. And then the stationary show was in May. And Doug and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, if Barney's bought our cards, then there has to be something there, right? So we yeah. were like, let's do the stationary show. And so I was on unemployment at the time and Doug was unemployed. <laughs> And um, I called my mom and was like, mom, you know, I have this, uh, basically, can I borrow $2,000 to do a <laughs> trade show? <laughs> and she was like, sure, because my mom was just, you know, yeah. she's Didn't, one of the best things on earth. So Yeah. Didn't she help you with your cards? She did. So Doug, uh, my mother writes poetry and she has perfect, perfect penmanship. And so uh, Doug uh, took her poetry and in her penmanship and uh, screened it onto greeting cards with organza overlay and stuff. I, oh, and they I were all see. stitched. I'd like to say I don't still have some, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is people now are, because people have been stuck at home and they're going through things. I'm getting all these photos of people oh. who are like, I still have this. And I was like, I don't remember me. <laughs> You had some of the best cards that said the best things out there. So kudos to your mama, the birthday, first of all, the birthday candle one. So it was a white card and there was this organza kind of square stitched, but mm-hmm. in between the birthday candle say, which was wonderful. And then the one, it was something like in her writing was on the organza, right? Yes. And yeah. then it, there were some d- pressed flowers underneath and it said something about, I only wish you 
saw yourself the way I see you or some yes. much better than much more eloquent yeah. than that. But oh my gosh. I mean, One of the best really, cards ever. Really, really sentimental. Mm-hmm. But in uh, the way that we married them with, um, we use lots of, our, we print silkscreened on organza and they were all hand-stitched yeah. uh, botanicals that we pressed ourselves. You know, it was really, they were really, really very special. And it was, uh, it was wonderful to work with my mom in that way. And, yeah. and Doug really worked with her on that because it was a little too close to me. I was like, no one yeah. wants to read my mom's poetry, you know, like, oh, sure. Lord. And then, you know, sure enough, <laughs> sure thousands, enough they did. And thousands of people <laughs> got do my you, mom's cards. Do you ever feel like you could bring those back in some way, in an easier way? You know, it's so tempting. And whenever during this whole thing, I'm like, I'm really sort of, uh, the market is kind of become in a way one note. And, and I'm, and, and I'm kind of tempted. I love the, I mean, and I would make them myself because I love Mm -hmm. the repetitive nature of like doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, I, as I've gotten older, I wouldn't be as anally retentive as I was about it. I mean, I would have, if it had yellow um, thread on it and I couldn't find the same yellow thread, I would throw me into a tizzy. (laughs) And now I would just be like, uh, orange, blue, you know? (laughs) One of the benefits of aging. Right. Just like, (laughs) and, you know, I was so convinced that everyone knew, you know, they'd be like, we're sending these back. And of course, you know, no one would have known because that's not the way it works. But when you're young and naive, you, it's really easy to get inside your own head about these things. It really is. So there's a lesson right there to people listening who think it all has to be perfect. Well, the one thing that you learn as you get older is the pursuit of perfection is just a waste of time. It's just how many I'm writing hours? that down. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so not true. worth it. It's and not what atta- is it anyway? It's not attainable because there is, it's, it's, everyone's perfection is different. And so yeah. it's just, if you're trying and you're trying to be perfect for other people, not yourself. Yes. And that just is a loser's, you know, that's not good. I love you. Uh, it's, <laughs> It's so true. I mean, I really think we're so, we get so wrapped up in that. I mean, look at social media and all the things. I mean, we get so wrapped in what, what is that and who decides, you know, and you guys living in New York, you know, like a lot of these decisions are made by somebody that works in a magazine and somebody tells them to make something up. So they do. I know. It's funny. Cause I've been really, really thinking a lot about um, that exact thing. And like, you know, who decides what is, you know, like even me, it's like, who, who am I to decide whether something is good or not? It's really is whether I just like it. And maybe I need to educate myself to like liking other things, you know, to being drawn to it and being open to like, you know, just something that's different. That's not in my preconceived, you know, wheelhouse about what I like. And isn't that refreshing? I mean, when you realize that there might be some it's like people who've never traveled you know if you if you don't travel and see other things you think that what's in front of you is the best or the only and um same can be said for you know perfection or just getting anywhere in life and always and you know looking at the same things all the time and only going back to the same references and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's you know i like modern art right but you may also like you know folk art and if you start really looking at folk art, there's nothing more modern than folk art. You know, it's just like there, there is some stuff out there folk oh, art yeah. that will just, you know, and tramp art and outsider art and I agree. You know, creative growth. Like so fresh. Watching creative growth and their artists and what they're doing. You're like, <sighs> this is am- like, this is cutting edge, amazing stuff. That- it is amazing that can just get swept under the rug because it's not, you know, again, it doesn't meet someone's idea of, you know, what it should be. Well, and, and the um, organic naivete is still there in those things. And it's not so we haven't thought about it so long that it's perfect. Like you said about yellow thread. I remember, you know, when I was making those wire chairs, it got to a place where they were so the first ones were so nice and quirky. And then, then I did it so many times they got all perfect and they weren't, they weren't as endearing to me at least anymore. (laughs) 
Well, that's one of those things. If you do, if you, you know, you can overdo things, you know, you can, it's again, it's that thing. It's like, oh, if they're, if they're not so quirky, then maybe they'll sell more. I mean, I don't know what you were thinking, but I've definitely done that. You know, if the printing was just a little bit better then I would sell it more and, you know, oh, you know, MoMA would buy it if it looked like this. And it's just like, well, but it wasn't ever meant to go there in the first place, you know? And I, it was funny because I heard you talking about the little, um, your chairs and I was like, I should have bought one of those. I can, Give me your I, address. I mean, you can't, I mean, they can't see, but I have all this stuff back here. And I'm like, oh, I would just love, I mean, I remember, because I think you had relish when, before Doug and I had retail stores. So we, we still, did. We would still come into the showroom to like look at stuff and I'd be like, oh, I want to buy those so bad. We had nowhere to sell them, but. I know we did. And I, um, yeah, I, I have lots of questions about that too. I want to circle back to Motel Deluxe for a second and just say I'm voting for cards. Even if you make like a limited edition and you silkscreen them or hand print them in your in your office, they were so good. <laughs> they were so good. And did did you end up? Did cards take over, or did you like how long did lamps and jewelry and pillows last? Jewelry was a one hit wonder. <laughs> oh darn! I think the only person who got a piece was Doug's mom. <laughs> <laughs> the moms um, we love uh, our yeah, moms i know i know and the rest is in storage you know somewhere in the archives um we did so we did this stationary show and we showed lamps and we kind of we had whittled it down we just had lamps and we had cards okay because the lamps were great too well and the, yeah and it was interesting because the lamps really because they were it was the same idea they were made out of organza my mother shade all the edges on them. And, you know, it was another collaborative thing. And, um, they're a collector. That item. show. Yeah. It's funny because Ted Watson has one in his beach house. And whenever he posts a picture, I'm like, I'm like, there's my little lamp. I mean, and Do I you know we live, on, we live on the same Island. I know. I know. Get out here. <laughs> the next time I come, I'm, I'm crashing. I know. But so, it, so it's a matter of what, people are buying and what's easiest to make and what you can ship and what you can bring into the show. The easiest, those things start to win out. It was really like we did that. Um, so we did that show and Paulette from ABC carpet yes. um, came Paulette. into the booth mm-hmm. and she was like, I really like what you're doing with the lamps, but can you make uh, curtain panels and pillows? And I was like, sure, we can make curtain panels and pillows. <laughs> And she's like, okay, come and see me when you, yeah. when you have them. She and was so, so good at that. we did a collection. We, we flew to New York specifically just to go to see them. Uh, Dana, who was the buyer at the time we met with her and she's like, mm-hmm. these are fabulous. She wrote this astronomically huge order. Wow. And it was so shocking because Doug and I, you know, I wasn't sure like they were actually going to buy them. Sure. And we, I remember we left and we get out onto Broadway and we had our, like our little order pad and stuff. And Doug's like, let's calculate it. So we stood in the doorway of the AMC <laughs> theater on Broadway and we like calculated all and we're like $10,000 worth of curtain panels and, wow. and this stuff. And we'd only made prototypes. I had no idea how to make these things. Oh, so God. we went back into our warehouse and we printed and printed and printed and we made these, they were really they were beautiful, if I have to say. I wish I had and one of those. That kind of took off for there. So we did, we still did it. We did a lot of cards and then we did the curtain panels and stuff. But then when we moved the business from um, San Francisco to New York, necessity yeah. just kind of, we couldn't, we didn't have space to screen print and do all that stuff anymore. And so that right. just, and we really, you know what, it was, we didn't know what we were doing. They were really strange. I mean, they had like, you know, raggedy edges and, you know, and, hand beating and they were more like you know labors of love than they were although some really interesting people bought them and hung them in their homes so I bet they did I bet they did so many so many of the things we just try are labors of love and I think they turn out because something like that happens somebody says can you make another one of these and and then you just figure it out right yeah and it's and it's nice to be challenged yeah it's like it's it's um it's nice to have someone come in and say you know hey have you ever considered doing this and then you get you know especially when you're young (laughs) you're like yeah you're willing i can can do that i don't know you know (laughs) Um, yeah so then you and then there i know there were some steps in between but you ended up with what i feel like was 
the best retail space in the United States of America. Like location, location, location. So did you end, what was the, you, so not to be cryptic, but Michael and Doug had opened a store in, well, I'll let you say, but in ABC, right when you walked in the front doors to the left and it was magical, it still is, it's just somewhere else. But did, like, how did that all happen? And then what happened to Motel Deluxe in the, in the middle of all that? So Doug and I, in 2005, Doug and I decided, well, I kind of decided I'd always wanted to open a retail store. And when, even when I was in San Francisco, I was like, oh, I want a little place on Valencia Street. Mm. I want to sell all these people's, you know, wacky stuff. And I want to, you know, I want to call it the Green Seahorse and, you know, like Uh all these fantasies. Right. Yeah. And um, in 2005, I was like, we need to open a store. And so we had found a space on Sheridan Square. And it just so happens that a friend of ours was uh, doing PR for ABC at the time. And she was in a meeting and Judith is one of those, I mean, you know, she's like a New York City PR person. She knows <laughs> yeah. work at. And she was talking and she was like, you know, Michael and Douglas and, you know, they're opening a store. And Paulette was like, uh, what? She's like, have them call me. So Judith gets on the phone and she calls and she's like, Paul, that wants to talk to you. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, and we were selling to them at the time, you know, yeah. and so I was like, oh God, are we in trouble? Like, you know, right, right. Sure. That would have been like, my what's, first thought. What's, what's going on? Oh no. And she called and we had a meeting and she was just like, you know, I think you guys, I heard you're opening a store. Why don't you do it here? Oh my and, gosh. And we were like, okay. <laughs> you know, what's that going to look like? <laughs> you know? And I think that was like May or something. And she's like, you need to be open in October. And, wow. you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like all of those things. And so we just, we put it together. I already had this big list of people that I wanted to work with. Uh, you know, like I knew I really wanted to sell Janine Paris jewelry. Yeah. yeah. Just it tied in so perfectly with the concept yeah. of the store that we wanted Perfect. to do. I know Janine a million years. My yeah. one of my most dear presents ever was given to me by Doug. Yeah, um, from her. My favorite. And there was a lot of card people too that I I really felt like I, that I never saw like in mm-hmm. the city. I never saw them around, and I was like, this is a travesty. And so we kind of had like an idea, and we opened in October of two thousand and five with our little two hundred square foot store. And we got, we were given a very, very prime location, which was yeah. an honor. And, and yeah, we were there for uh, 15 years. Wow. That's a run. Yeah. And and, it, and, and, and you're still going, just not there. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the really interesting thing is how one thing leads to another thing. And if you're just open, so we opened that in 2005, in 2008, we were approached by Grand Central about opening a store there so we ended up doing that which came through the abc thing and then five years ago so whatever that at 2015 uh nyu the hospital Mm -hmm. approached us about taking over the retail for um their flagship hospital in the city so we actually ended up doing that project also so everything just kind of you know has just kind of rolled into each other you paid your mom back yes <laughs> i don't know actually if i paid her back <laughs> oh and in, in in something i'm sure <laughs> she wouldn't take it she probably wouldn't take it but um speaking yeah. of moms you've always been the nicest because we found you because my mom and i had a retail store at the time and um she you know she just always was a big fan of your cards and she wants to come and say hi she's in the waiting she's in the waiting room oh i'm so excited i love your mom rally michael it's so good to see you oh it's wonderful to see you surprise celebrity guest i love it your celebrity <laughs> guest i want you to know that it was 30 years ago so i was your age and <laughs> i was your age when i was coming in and buying your fabulous cards and margo says you're not doing cards and so i just went online and what a gorgeous little shop that is oh thank you thank you thank you that is so sweet 
Yeah. Sweet. It's true. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love the, the, the growth on the awning. I think. That's oh great. yeah. You know, what's so funny is people think it's real. <laughs> it really, really looks good. Really looks good. And I see that you were one of the 10 best new shops. Yes. Yeah. In 2020. That's pretty awesome for 2020, even to start anything. Most people were giving up and running away. <laughs> yes, that was uh, that was a really um, wonderful surprise to get that. Yeah. How was how was the year? I mean, was it just crazy from day one? Um, yes, <laughs> it was really, you know, it, it was been a roller coaster ride, but it also um, I have to say it was it's been one of the best years of my life too. I really feel like we kind of got back to who we were, you know, doing this. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, Sally, it's so amazing to see you. I have to say like every time I see Margot at a trade show or we're everywhere, I'm like, how is your mom? <laughs> you do. You are the best at that. Yeah, and she came right. She comes right home and tells me that you said that too. Oh well, she's yeah, a good dog. Thank you very, very much. I know you've got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about, and I don't want to take up time, but I will. Oh, this made my day. It's so nice, nice to see you. Hug. Oh, thank you. Uh, Douglas is fine, I trust. Oh yes, he's good. I he's gonna love when I tell him that I got to talk to you. He's gonna be jealous. Good. Well, I just signed up to follow you, so I will see you a lot more, okay? (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. It was so great to see you. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Oh, I love a surprise guest. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So fun. And we're very, very lucky to have the mothers that we have, right? Yes, we are. Support us and stick by us and remind us who we are and why we're here and it's a gift, truly. So when did you leave and start move to the West Village, the store? So we had, we left um, ABC uh, March 1st, actually, before COVID. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, good our, timing, March 1st. I know. One of the only like timing, good timing things we've ever done. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, so we left there. We closed there on March 1st. And then um, Grand Central closed on the 17th of March wow. um, to never reopen. Yeah. So we, it was traumatic because, yeah. you know, we had um, 17 employees wow. that, that um, had to be, you know, let go. And, and we were very lucky because, I mean, we learned so much during um, COVID that, you know, we really, we had, you know, we had looked at our lease when we signed it at Grand Central, but, you know, it had been 12 years and who knows what was in it. And it was actually, our lease was secured by our apartment. Oh. Well, by our assets. And so, you know, therefore our apartment and Doug and I are looking at it. And at the time in April and May, they were still sending us monthly statements and penalties. And, yeah. and it was just getting to the point where Doug and I were like, we're not going to be able to pull our way out of this. And if yeah. our whole livelihood is, you know, at stake here and, uh, you know, everything that we built for 15 years, um, we have to do something. And luckily we had a clause in our lease so that we could get out of it mm. in 30 days. And so we made the decision on wow. um, May 1st, and then we had to be out June 1st. And so we had to go in and pack up and it was over. And then that's a big, quick decision to have to make. You know, it was yes. And it was one of those things like one day I just looked at Doug during it and I just said, you know what, we need to leave. Yeah. And he looked at me and he was like, you're right. And we'll just have to figure this out. And so we, we did and we packed everything up and then we still had the, and then in June, the hospital store, um, was reopening because it was classified under a different classification. Um, so I went to work there and, and then we had always wanted to take, um, the month of, spend them. We have a little, small little cabin in California in the Sierras and we'd always wanted to take uh, August there. And we were like, well, (laughs) if there's ever a year, this is the year. So we were very fortunate. We were able to go to the cabin for five weeks and, and to quite honestly, both of us were not in a very good place when we got there. And we both kind of just went like, okay, we're not going to talk about work. We're not going to, we're going to, we need to, you know, 
sent ourselves. We we took our uh, our Brene Brown books with us yep. <laughs> that are you know Bibles, and we read a lot, and we did a lot of hiking, and we did a lot of um, thinking, but not you know really expressing our thinking. Mm-hmm. And we when we decided when we came back, we were just like, okay, we need to do something. And we're not good, you know, about just sitting around and five weeks was enough. I discovered enough about myself <laughs> that I was like, I just need to like get back out there. And so we started looking and we found this cute little space and it was available and we uh, signed the deal and we opened 10 days later. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's that's the way, again, that's, that's one of those things. If you don't, if you don't try that, if you were trying too hard to be perfect, what would that, you know, it's just do it, do what feels right. Follow your gut, follow your heart. Crazy times. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And we were that. also like, you know, the stakes, you know, we'd already, you know, lost everything in a way. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. the what stakes else? aren't that high. And so we're like, you know, at least we're doing something. And I'm like, you know, you know, and it was just, it was so interesting because I, um, there's this concept about being stretchy, like Mm -hmm. taking what you have and, and working with it instead of, you know, relying on money or other people or whatever. And it was like, you know, Doug and I are pretty handy. We've built a lot of trade show booths over our years and we were just like, we can do this. And I'm like, you know, I knew we were going to do wallpaper. I've never done wallpaper. And if you come into the store, please don't look, you know, too closely at it because you know, might not exactly line up, but you know what? It <laughs> doesn't matter. And, you know, it, the overall effect is amazing. And, you know, I'm probably going to get bored with it and tear it out next month anyway. So, you know. Well, and you could make it look like it felt right and you did it yourselves. And and it, I'm sure it looks amazing. It's you guys. When you think about wanting to start retail, if you're in wholesale or, or you're a maker, you, you have all these fellow maker friends. So you yeah. know who you want to dig in and support and you know where to find the more small batch unique people so it always reflects your stores always reflected that to me you know I just always loved seeing what you had and how unique it felt and I'm just glad you enabled more of the same or more of new and different I should say I think that we were we were just kind of like you know we were like are we done with this you know is this did we do what we you know set out to do with this and in a lot of ways we we really did and we were very very Mm -hmm. lucky and Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, but there's, you know, there's still people I want to support <laughs> digging around. I know there's another, you know, there's another, you know, young company that just needs somebody to support them, to find them and support them and showcase their work. And, you know, for better or worse, you know, um, ABC is highly shopped by everyone. Everyone that comes into town goes there. And so yeah. everyone would come in and shop there. And if we had something there, then, you know, it can't be unique for long then. Well, and it also got a stamp of approval to mm-hmm. then go for other people to buy it in a right. way, because that's, yeah. that's how it works. It is. And so then their businesses grew and grew. And sometimes they grew to the point where I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's not right for us anymore because it's everywhere. I'm glad it's yeah. everywhere because they have a business and right. now there's somebody else. And for me, it's the hunt and it's the, it's the searching and the trying to figure out, you know, what is the next thing? What do we want to do? And, yeah. and um, we're actually working on something now that will be totally different from anything we've done before. And so it's just, you know, it's out opening up a new thing and I'm starting to look at different things and, you know, and people are, you know, it's just, people are sending me stuff and, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's like what I want, you know, it's the store is really how I express myself to the world. And mm. that, um, you know, like the Instagram, it's, it's insane. It's so great. But like, you know, I going through all of this is, you know, it was a really, you know, it was a really dark time. And yeah. Doug's mom happened to, um, she went into hospice in the first two months of, of, um, of COVID and she passed away. Uh-uh. And it was a really, really hard time. And, yeah. you know, I saw the person that I, you know, have, that I spend every day with, and then we were really spending every day with mm-hmm. each other and he was really sad. And I was like, you know, 
I'm going to cheer him up and I'm going to tell knock knock jokes. And, you know, he's, he's a character himself. And so yeah. I did this whole series where I, you know, would surprise him with a knock knock joke and mm-hmm. it, and it made him smile and it made other people smile. And I was like, this is what I can do right now. You know, I don't have a store where right. people can come in and, you know, and, and find their joy. And so how can I do that? And it just kind of, you know, morphed into me now doing my, you know, whatever I want to do. And that's such a nice feeling in a way of just like, I don't, you know, some of the boundaries and stuff that I had, you know, gotten into before that I just don't really care about that anymore. You know, there's so much good in, in what you're saying. I think had COVID not happened, you know, it, it did many things for many of us, but you guys would still be grand sent, you know, you'd be going strong, trying to figure out who comes next and, and there it would be. And you were given the opportunity to take it back to a place that felt like maybe why you started and in a, in a location that, um, you know, you can grow in the way that maybe a little bit more holistically and you can run your Instagram how you want. And that just feels kind of like a gift at this point, you know, just to be able to do it and step back and say, wow, this feels like I really want it to feel. It was interesting because I listened to your talk with Emily mm-hmm. and, you know, she was talking and I was like, oh, I've been there. Oh, mm-hmm. I know what she's talking about. Oh, I know that feeling of like, you know, I mean, I had, you know, it was so incredibly stressful and mm-hmm. I had, you know, bought into this, like, you have to drive, you have to push, you know, and especially New York, it's really, you know, yeah. it's doggy dog. It's, you know, the meters ticking. It's all those, you know, those cliche things. It is that. And, and I had, you know, I got shingles. My face was paralyzed. I, I ruptured a disc, like, and nothing slowed me down. You yeah. know, I was just like, okay, well, it. I ruptured a disc and it's Christmas. I'm going to work every day, even though I can't walk. And yeah. that's just not good. And no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I don't ever want to be to a place where, you know, my life is important and my health mm-hmm. is important and my relationships with, you know, my husband and my mother and, you know, and my friends, it's important to me. And yeah. that's why I'm here. And it's not, you know, to, to, you know, live up to some expectation that I didn't even set for myself. You know, yeah. it's, I won't ever go back. I won't do that again. Mm, what gems of wisdom, my friend. I appreciate it. I actually can you know, it's interesting because Instagram, I love Instagram and mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very interesting tool and it's amazing how, um, how kind of community building it is. If you, if you kind of weed into your community and get rid of the stuff that you yeah. know, isn't, isn't good or healthy for you. And it's this whole idea, you know, like you, you know, you're a brand, you're a brand, everyone's a brand, you right. know, everyone has a brand and yes, if you're an entrepreneur, your brand is you, but you are not your brand. <laughs> and I learned that the hard I learned that the hard way because when cursive went away, I was like, who am I? What am I? What worth do I have? Does anybody want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then and then I started getting really sweet notes from people, you know, and from our vendors, and people would DM me and and I was like, oh, wow, there is, you know, there's a, there's a Michael and a Douglas inside of this thing that yeah. even if that thing is gone, I still exist. And oh. I still exist in kind of the same way. And it was really eye-opening. And mm. I was like, so when I, and I, you know, I see this and I'm like, I just want to yell. I just want to be like, you know, you are not your brand. It is, you know, there is a person, you know, there's another, you have your own. Yeah. You exist outside of this. And that's what makes it interesting. And it'll, you know, it can take you down if you, if you believe those things. And, and I know firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. Because we get so wrapped up in those things and we, we feel like this is who, how people see us. This is yes. what we've put work so hard to put this out into the world. We're expected to show up in a certain way. And then, you know, there's certain, certainly there's never been this thing that just 
happen to everybody at the same time. But all of a sudden, if you don't have that, what do you have? Well, you have yourself and the same stories you started. Well, more stories because you're that much further along, but you're still that person who grew up that way, who brings all these things and you can, and then what do you want to do with that next? And there's permission. Right. And you have to give yourself permission. You do. Because because a lot of people, they want, they don't want to do that for whatever reason. And, it's hard. And scary. Yeah, I mean, it, it is weird when you see people change and you're like, and then they're not, you know, it's, 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 it's different. And that, and it is scary. Mm-hmm. And, but you just have to push through it. I'm not really, I think through this whole thing with everything, I'm just never really been a fear-based person anyway, but I'm just like, I don't really have time for that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like, like if somebody, if I worry, if I worried that people were going to be like, oh my God, look at this stupid video he's doing. I wouldn't do them, you know? And I was like, you know, I don't, I want to do them. So yeah. like, I'm just not going to do that. And the, and people love them and the people, and, and if that's the whole point, they're for you. And then the right people, that's who else they're for, you know? And I get DMs where people are like, you know, thank you. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you're completely nuts and I love it. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, you're my people, you know, <laughs> and I, and I like that. And I like feeling a part of, you know, something that's bigger. Yeah. And, and in turn, when I did, um, which I never, you know, I'm not proud to admit this, but before I never had time, like mm-hmm. I never gave myself time to reach out to people. I never gave myself time to send that text, you know, when I thought of somebody, because I was running from here to there and doing and, and during, mm-hmm. and during COVID, I've really um, established a really amazing group of fellow shopkeepers and um, vendors and friends that, you know, I'll send funny little clip to. And because I know, you know, they're going through a tough negotiation with their landlord, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's hard. And so, you know, here's a little funny thing about, you know, whatever. And, and you know, they send me things and it's just really been um, it's been incredibly fulfilling mm. and I'm, I'm really like, you know, as we're going to get busier, it's just what happens. I'm like, yeah. no, I really, I need to put into my daily practice of just like, I need, you know, to be sure that I keep up these things that really bring me joy and not get so wrapped up into, you know, you know, the daily, you know, minutia of running a business. Yeah. Because maybe that is the business of what it's all about. Just being able yes. to send something to a friend and, and feel like your day was full already of all those good things. Well, it's amazing. Just, you know, just getting a little text saying, you know, I know you're, you know, your, um, you know, your rent negotiation is happening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, best of luck and hold firm or whatever. Yeah, It's nice because you're like, okay, that's cool. Like somebody has my back, somebody's thinking about me and you know, I can do this. And I think that's really, really, really important. It's kind of like what you're doing with this whole thing Mm -hmm. is you're really like reaching out and forming a community and letting people know, like, you're not alone. We, you know, entrepreneurs, and I consider artists and all this, Mm -hmm. you're all entrepreneurs, because you basically run your own businesses, and you're your own bosses, even though you have bosses, but like, even a retail person, I have bosses. They're the customers yeah. that come into the store. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm like, you <laughs> Big know, time. I work, I work for them. Um, uh, but there's a loneliness that can come with it. And there's mm-hmm. a, an isolation that can come with that. And I'm hoping that we can not have it be so like that. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope that even though things start to open up and things like that, we will have, you know, it's hard, like our parents who lived through the great depression, they still had those, they still collected their sugar packets, you know, maybe we'll yes, yeah. hold on and have those <laughs> things where we still text our friends when their rent is being negotiated or whatever that, that thing might be, but, or it's left you with this platform, right? Like Instagram, you're going to approach in a different way. Or when somebody does walk through this, the store door, you, you might have a different kind of conversation than you would have before, or you're going to find that artist that, and take a chance and help grow their business because you've been there, you know, it's just those, those little things we get to keep doing. And I just, I feel for windowsill chats, it's just a, 
I wanted something that didn't cost anything for people where they could feel connected. And yeah, um, that's, and I, and then I get to catch up with my friends and cool people. So, <laughs> Well, and that's been the other interesting thing about, cause the store in the West village, it's really, I mean, it's called the West village for a reason. It really is a village Yeah, and there's a whole, you know, it's a, there's people that have lived there for 40 years there's people that have just moved in. There's, it's a real mix and it's lovely. And every day, I mean, I tell Doug, you know, Doug and I both every day, I'm like, you know, your friend Nora came in, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows who Nora is. And like, we never really got to do that in any of the other stores. Grand Central was way too busy. Yeah. And ABC, you know, um, later on, I never hardly ever worked there except for Christmas. And we had regulars and, and, but it was more of a transient thing. And even the people that, um, you know, like at Grand Central who were regulars, we never really had the time, you know, to chit chat. So now these people come in and, you know, we can talk for half an hour and, you know, I know about their grandchildren and, you know, and they, you know, know about me and and it's I like it like I really Mm -hmm. that's part of the thing that I really really like and you know it is you know it's work and Mm -hmm. it's but it's so fulfilling you know it's just like what are you looking for you know what can I help you with and it's just so funny too because a lot of the younger kids will come in and they'll be like what kind of store is this (laughs) what do you sell and I'll be like, well, here it is. This is a gift store. I know there used to be a lot of them. There aren't anymore. So you don't know what it is, but you know, and then the older people are like, oh, you know, we used to have stores like this everywhere. You know, there used to be 10 of these just in this vicinity and everyone had their own little thing. And do you remember this store? And Doug and I have lived in New York long enough that we've, and we sold to most of them. Yes. Or motel. And so like, we know them and we can have these conversations. And, you know, I know we're in a store space that was a very well-known space in the village called Cards and Curiosities. Oh, yeah. And the guy was like a real curmudgeon-y, kooky guy. It was amazing. It was so full of stuff. You couldn't even go in there. And people loved it. And, you know, and people will come in and they'll be like, oh, I get what you're doing. Like, this isn't, this is like the modern version of what he did. You oh, know, that's cool. He, he did it for 27 years. Wow. And um, and I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Ah, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're doing that. And your store is on, I have the address right here, 23 8th Avenue below Jane. Yes, just below Jane Street. New York has been hit really, really hard and it's yeah. taken a beating and it's been really interesting to... I really, we opened in October, nothing was open in October, like nothing, even, you know, it was like, yeah. so people were like, you open this store in a pandemic, <laughs> like, are you nuts? And we were like, yeah, well, you know, we are kind of nuts, but it was just so fun because it was like, there was something for people to come into and something people to see. And, you know, our windows, we try to convey a sense, you know, of, joy and optimism because you know we need it mm-hmm. and the community needs it and it's something that we can do and so you know I'm really into doing that. Ugh, you're the right person for the job for sure. I'm so glad. And I think can you imagine how I mean you you did it so you were there but a res you know a neighborhood person would be like what is this? How exciting. What a great thing to look forward to to come into this space and be able to have a interesting conversation and look at these things that are intriguing and unique and that doesn't happen as often as it used to. It's very very fulfilling and I'm and I've also been very very heartened in a lot of the younger kids. They get it. They're like, "Oh, we can support you." Mhm. And you'll stay in business. Like, <laughs> I don't think people ever really thought about that before. You know, economics like, lesson. Uh, yeah, if like you know, because there used to be so much. You know, people taking coming in and taking a picture of the greeting card and texting it to their friend mm-hmm. in the store. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, my rent is twenty thousand dollars a month, and that ain't gonna pay my rent. Mm-hmm. You know, and there has <laughs> been none of that. There has yeah. just been like, and people people have come in and just done like, you know, I didn't know you were here. I didn't need to buy anything, but I'm going to buy something because I want you to stay. Uh, and, you know, Doug and I are like, you don't need to buy anything. Right. You know, just to, but they're like, no, like, I think there's a consciousness shift in like, mm. if you don't support the restaurants and the dry cleaner and the 
the chocolatier and your muffin guy and your local store, your gift store, they're not going to be able to stay. And so I think people, I think there's a shift. I think there's a real big shift in people wanting a real tactile and human experience of being able to talk to somebody and, yeah, you know, well, that was, it. I'd, I can't remember if it was, I think it was a New Yorker cover that had all the drawings, black and white drawings of all yes. the businesses that we've known forever that have gone yeah. out of business. And yeah. that was just, you just don't think they ever will. And they should, shouldn't need to because they've been rolling for so long and I know. there was no, then there's no, no choice really. I, I just walked by another one today that I just had to call Doug and I was just like, you know, this one is just, uh, you know, this one is just gone. And yeah. so we kind of think, you know, you get in your mind, like everything is getting better and everything, but the fallout from all of this, especially in New York is it's going to have ramifications for a while. And I just think we need to, you know, keep the faith. Support each other. Well, yes. thanks for being there. I can't wait to come see you in person. Oh, I can't wait happens. either. <laughs> it's been way too long. <laughs> hey, you have to tell me who's inspiring you. <laughs> um, well, so uh, there's a, a fashion designer, uh, Jonathan Anderson, and you wouldn't know it by looking at me, but <laughs> I'm really into fashion. Um, You've always been highly fashionable. Oh, well, you know, more of an old J. Crew model at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, he's just done like he's he's his level of creativity and how he thinks about thing is, things is just it's just so creative and he did, uh, so there's no in-person fashion shows. And the first one they did, he did like a fashion show in a box. And so he sent oh, all yeah. of the editors oh, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, in a box. And it had like these paper so doll cutouts. And then their Instagram thing or their visuals that they did for it was like these little paper dolls in front of these giant botanicals. It was just so, I thought that so was cool. genius. And then the second one he did was, um, I think it was called Show on a Wall. And he did, well, he worked with this female artist. I think she's from LA to do wallpaper. And it was one of the boots that they were doing. And so they sent it to all these people and then people wallpapered their bathrooms and stuff. And I was like, this is just the most amazing, you know, there's lessons in this that everyone can take away. Yeah. And I just, he's just, he's really cool. And he thinks outside the box and we need that. Like we all need to start thinking outside the box more. Yeah, we really do. And I think we've seen that over and over again. And not as well, but for somebody like that, I had forgotten about his fashion show in a box because, and then, and then like, what's the next thing I can try and why not have fun with it? It's, it's like you were saying, just have, have fun with it. Make people smile, make them do something that they, that feels good. And people want to touch things and feel things. And, you know, the fashion videos that, that are going on right now, some of them are really amazing. I mean, Tom Brown just did one. It's all, it's Lindsay Vaughn's, you know, she's skiing in these fantastic outfits. And, you know, the music is fantastic. I mean, it's really, really, really cool. But it was like, it's just a visual thing, you know. Right. And he really went like, okay, I need to get this into the hands of the people, you know. And and I've been saying forever, if you want somebody to buy something of yours, send them something of yours, send them a card, send them your very best card and a little note. And that will definitely, it'll go on their wall. It'll go on their desk. We all like things we like, especially if it's visually appealing, we're going to keep it. And he was mm -hmm. very smart to do that because I guarantee you all of those are going to be kept because, mm -hmm. and then they'll think, you know, maybe his next collection, it isn't as cool or whatever, but they'll have it in their brain this kid's got it going on. And so I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I think for a while there, we got so far away from sending things. I mean, yeah, there's those of us who still like to send a card, but you know, I used to get all those postcards before Sir Tex or stationary show or mm -hmm. anything like that. Right. And then I would save, I'd save them because they were gorgeous. And, and so I, that, that is definitely something that I think is a great way to get yourself in front of somebody. Send them something that they want to keep out. Just I mean, it should really be, I mean, you're in a visual medium or a tactile, mm -hmm. you know, a physical. So like, I know, you know, it's, it, it, and I was talking to somebody else about this, but I'm like, just pick 50, just go through, pick your 50 people that you want to send something to, put their little package together, write them a note with their name on it, send them, you know, see what happens with that and then do 50 more. And, you, you know, you don't have, I mean, 
resources are limited, but creativity is not limited. Right, there, right. Creativity is not predicated on money. No. Um, in fact, you know, the most amazing things that people do don't cost anything, right. you know, and we need to, we need to get back to that. And, and I really do feel like, you know, to New York and the, like you were saying, the magazines and now Instagram and all of that stuff, it show, it can just reinforce these old stereotypes about the way that you have to do stuff. And, and in my opinion, the, you know, as long as you're being kind Mm-hmm. You're being gentle to people, you're listening to people, you're not hurting anyone and you're being good to yourself. You can pretty much do whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do. I couldn't agree more. That's why I've liked you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being that person. Oh, thank you. The other two inspiration. Oh, so my fellow shopkeepers. Oh, yeah. I'm just so I have like it just yeah, I mean, I could almost cry. Yeah. It's been so um, everything that I've gone through, everyone else has gone through in different ways yeah. and some of the same similar ways. And, you know, I saw them boarding up their stores. I saw their windows smashed. I saw their closing down because their employees got COVID. Like, you know, just all of these things, the shipping debacle where people were just being so mean to them. And I was just like, and that's really like, I, I did, I did an Instagram post where I was just like, people like pull your head out of your behind. It's just like, so your, your gift isn't going to get there on Christmas. It's not their fault. It's the, you know, it's the, it's UPS and shipping. And because Amazon is clogging everything. So if you stop ordering from Amazon, these other things would be able to get through. And I just really, I really developed a very, very more active in communicating with them on Mm. a regular basis. Mm and commenting on their posts and sending them dms and you know trading information with them and it's just been so everything that they've done has just been so 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 inspirational to me and to watch them go from no web business to a web like a really beautiful web business that they did you know and they Mm -hmm. did it themselves yeah i mean it's just so incredible and like you know ted watson like I mean, he did one of the most amazing, like he's selling wine and bubbly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, when I saw that, I was like, this is genius. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. And, and it's so him. And that's the other thing is every person, like, it's not the same thing for everyone. Right. And it was a really good lesson in that just because, you know, um, my friend Audrey in LA you know, she busted out this amazing, you know, website and, you know, that's not for me, but it was just so inspirational of just being, and, you know, I'm not going to sell liquor, but it's so amazing that Ted did that. And just the tenacity and the the drive and the kindness that that they've done it with. It's really something. I do commend everyone who's working so hard to keep a business going because you have to be You have to just strip down to, you know, like as raw as it can get and say, I'm here for you. I hope you're here for me. Here's how I'm going to show you that I'm showing up and do it. And hopefully it works. And I, and I really appreciate that. You know, Aaron, my business partner at Relish has a pizza place in Reno and he opened it eight eight weeks before COVID hit uh and, um, it's going strong, but it's, he, you know, it's because he shows up and has a conversation on video and has figured it out as you go. And, you know, the gals who have stuff in Kansas city, they've done, I think they're on their 55th live cocktail hour. They do it once or twice a week and show them, show you what they're selling. And, and it's a place to come for community. I think that's something else that we're all struggling or striving for. And, I just, I'm sure everybody listening can think of, of an example, but I just kudos. And just all the work that it takes to do that, like all the, everything that everyone has had to do, you know, now we're health inspectors and now we're, you know, all of the, all of the stuff. Now we're video people. Now we're doing, you know, Instagram live stuff. Now we're doing, you know, you have to learn about lighting and you have to learn about program, like all of this stuff. And it's on top of everything else. And just that everyone is able to do it. And do it in their own way. It's just really inspirational to me. Yeah. And your third was New York, of course. Oh, and my beloved New York. Yeah. It's just so, yeah, it's just, it's home. And yeah. 
to see it going through, you know, it was interesting because I like I would post a video of like when I or a, a picture of like when I was on the subway and no one was on the subway. And I was just kind of doing it in a way because I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, I, I like, I can't believe this. And and then everyone would be like, I can't believe this. And then thank you for keeping me updated because you're not seeing that. Yeah. And, and I, what I've really garnered is that there's a very, New York City has a very special place in a lot of people's lives yeah. and a lot of people's lives for whatever reason. And some people have never even been here, but it's just the idea of it. And, yeah. and I'm like, you know, if I can show you a little bit of what's, of what's going on in the city and what's my life and things that I love, then maybe the collective energy, you know, will yeah. will move and there'll be some good vibes happening in the city and New York will be able to heal and hopefully heal in a better way and offer more opportunity to more people. I hope for that. I can't wait to come back. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much for just talking through the things that matter and sharing your insights and your wisdom. I'm grateful for sure. Well, thank you for, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure. It's you just bet. so nice to see your face. <laughs> it is. Likewise, we get to look at each other, you listeners. I know. <laughs> One of these days I'll post it on YouTube, but I appreciate it. <laughs> give my best to Doug. I will. He, he, um, he wanted me to tell you hi for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. Really. It was a pleasure very much. So that's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.